episode of the Dorkiest Timeline Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Krija. This is Dennis. And my name is Harold. Welcome back, guys. <clears throat> my God, it's been a while. I, 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 yeah, I don't even remember the last time we recorded. Sometime this year, I think. Yeah. I don't know why I'm blanking. <laughs> like, uh, two months like two, ago? At least yeah, two months at, ago. At least two months ago, and we still had Lewis, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, congratulations, Dorkiest Timeline, you guys got what you wanted. We did it. <laughs> we finally did it. Uh, thanks for all those uh, followers who voted for this. Um, <laughs> I mean, a lot of things have happened during the last couple of months. We did that escape room together. Ooh, I, I okay, think, yeah, we need to talk about I that. I think we need to talk about that. Uh, we've been waiting to talk about it because, obviously, we did it for us. I mean, it was freaking fun. Um, was and, it... Was it? Yeah, me and Chris were dry, high and dry. <laughs> My shoes remained dry. <laughs> My shoes, even after washing, still stinks. Oh, no. <laughs> How's the chair that Lewis sat on in your house? I threw it out. <laughs> <laughs> Old and moldy. <laughs> so for uh, those people who are wondering what the hell we're talking about, um, you know, since we went on hiatus, we decided to just kind of... You know, uh, 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 collect our thoughts and try to figure out what's what we wanted to do, if we still wanted to do it, mm-hmm. um, and realize we actually like each other enough to actually continue. So um, somebody had a great idea. Our former host had had, had such a great idea uh, that we were going to do a uh, escape room. Mm-hmm. Um, but typical Lewis, Lewis, I don't think did he even figure out what we were going to do because my God, no. That still traumatizes me. Oh, my bad, yes. My bad. Was that you? That was my idea. Okay, so Lewis, I mean, I know you're not the host anymore, but (laughs) since you're listening, I apologize for accusing you. You're off the hook. Um, Yeah, well, Lou was the one that came up with the... We were supposed to do some kind of retreat or something, you know, just to get, like, our creative juices flowing again. And I had looked up the thing where it's like, team building exercises... (laughs) Because we're a team. We are a team. And I was like, and it said, the first thing that it says is escape room. And I was like, I know the place. And uh, I, I, know, I know a place where I, I know traffic place. is so terrible. I know a place where Dennis is going to quit before he gets in the door. <laughs> lot, lots of construction. The street is a one-way street. Yeah, yeah. Weirdly enough, lane. weirdly enough, so, lane. something that uh, it, it had to be a Herald. I should have known it was a Herald thing when an adult bookstore was right next to it. Yeah, the adult bookstore where it says no parking, but I don't know what the negative would have been. Like, do they leave do- toys on top of your car and be like, hey. I mean, I'm fine with that. Yeah, I would have taken that any day. <laughs> <laughs> and um, sorry, Den, but then they ended up like saying, oh, there's extra parking next door, but Dennis had taken off already. Oh, no. So he had to go around the one-way traffic. Oh, man, around the block. Something that should have taken like one minute took like an yeah. extra like five ten, ten minutes, minutes, whatever yeah. it was. I don't know. And then just the um, it was a place in Silmar, California, that I had been to before years ago, and I just always remembered it was scary, but at the same time it was pretty cool. And we looked it up and said, "There's a small room for four to six people." Honestly, if there were six of us, I don't think we would have done any better. And no, no, we would have been. I would have been uh, more claustrophobic than I was at, the, at that point. Yeah, it was it was a really enclosed space. 
and the thing that made me laugh is when you get there there's no one to tell you how to get inside the store <laughs> and i big brained it for the first time where i was like oh this one product doesn't match and then i pressed it and it thing the funny thing is uh krish comes in after me a few minutes gets mm-hmm. in dennis calls me <laughs> Already irritated at the fact that he couldn't find parking. Oh, no. <laughs> he's just like, he's like, hey, open the door. And I was like, uh, the people here say I can't let you just in. You got to figure your way in. Yeah, and you got to like, figure it out. And he's like, dude, if you don't tell me how to get in, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> and then I was like, no, no, no. It's part of the thing. Part of the thing. <laughs> I mean, thankfully, I was like, oh, okay. Like the moment I actually like stopped and looked at it, I figured it out. But uh, yeah, I was that close. It, like <laughs> it would have been the best t- team building exercise if mm-hmm. I actually left. It would have been the most apropos of our team, though, to be like, oh, the guy that needs to that has all the stuff can't get in, so we can't do anything. <laughs> so it's like it's pointless. Just. There's no point of the three of us trying to figure it out if this guy can't record us doing it. Yeah. I mean, wait, that sounds weird. Um, yeah. So uh, aside from the fact that um, I'm already irritated, um, I have to tell you, to, uh, like, to this day, I, I mean, I'm not joking. I still think about that damn escape room um, because it was so creepy. Like, um, uh, I don't know about you, but the moment they turned off the lights, I was terrified. Oh, yeah. Um, and... I mean, the whole scenario, I mean, are we spoiling it? Like, no, if we don't say the, well, yeah, well, no, 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 we're not, we're not telling them the, the, the puzzle. The, yeah. That we're not going to give yeah. it any hints. So, so the idea is that you are trapped in this like <clears throat> elevator shaft mm-hmm. and uh, this elevator um, is going to be crushing you in like an hour or so um, as long, if you don't figure out how to get out of there. Um, first and foremost, I've been to a couple, not a lot, a couple of es- escape rooms. This is the most bare and most dank and the most like, like, it's almost like they said, you know what? I'm not going to clean up anymore. It doesn't matter anyway. It's going to look better the longer this is going to be. Yeah. Cause who really cleans an elevator shaft and tunnel <laughs> with a dead body inside of it? Yeah. The second, I, you know what? That. For, I know we're not spoiling anything with a tunnel. I hope not, but maybe we are. No, nah, I don't think so. Because <laughs> they even warn you beforehand that they're like, "Oh, all right, that's right. You're gonna get wet." I was getting, I was stealing myself, getting ready to go and do the tunnel until someone said, "There's a dead body," and I was like, <laughs> "Okay, no, 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 <laughs> not no. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna run, th- run my hands through this person's pocket." <laughs> I like the way that that's your excuse that uh, not excuse that's your reason for Harold he just didn't want he was like nope I was about to I was ready remember when I was about to go in and then the guy was like oh you got two minutes like ah, it's not enough time to get in there I was like, there's no point in me going in there and then my whole my head the whole time I was like oh thank God I have a semi valid excuse of why I'm not in there yeah whatever my favorite part there is like halfway like not halfway like I I I thought I was doing really well. And then all of a sudden, like there was this like noise and sound and like air started pumping, and then I, my anxiety levels started rising. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Nope, I gotta get out of here now! I gotta get out of here!" <laughs> Over this. And that's when, as I was trying to, uh, like, I was okay. By the way, when it says you're gonna get wet, um, half of us got wet. The two that didn't go inside that tunnel. Uh, I mean, I guess your shoes, shoes the, got, the bottoms. The bottoms mm. got wet. 
Not really. That's fine. With, I guess. Uh, but you know, I'm like I was in such a hurry that I missed time. I guess it was my fault. Um, I blame Harold. Um, I, missed I, I time tried pulling there. you closer. I yeah, you tried. Tiny pulling, dancer. But I thought it was there, and my foot went inside the sewer. And yeah, I thought it was gross. It I, was gross. I think it is the closest thing to the sewer, like outside of you know an actual sewer that I will ever be. It's as similar as yeah. I think it's ever gonna be. Yeah. So uh, my shoes have been washed already twice. <laughs> Still stinks. Oh, sorry. I know. You did it for the team, though. Yeah. Yeah. And then how 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 good did it feel when we finished it and succeeded? Ah. Uh, well, there's here's the thing. <laughs> We didn't. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Deep in our I hearts. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I succeeded. I stuck my hand in a hole. Like, who does that? And then we went to the escape and room. And then I went to the escape room. Um, <laughs> there, you know, just like a random hole. You can't see how deep it is. You you think that there's a clue there, so you have to, like, reach in. Like, I always hated that part at Universal Studios when you're in line for the mummy and there's, like, a hole, like, in the wall. And when you stick your hand in, like, a, a burst of air. Oh, yeah, yeah, Like, will touch your hand or whatever. <sighs> like, I don't do that. But I did. I stuck my hand in that hole. Yeah. And, and, and again, so, so Kurz, I have to admit, you, um, our former host, Louis, uh, and myself, we did really, really well. I think we, we tried. <laughs> I think you guys did a fantastic and job. beyond what we were supposed to do. Yeah. The only thing Harold did was uh, keep on saying, I can't see. I need my glasses. I can't Dude, see. I became Steph from Goonies. <laughs> like the first time when I was like, I can't see without my glasses. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. I've, I've lived this scenario so many times in my head. <laughs> I became Mark Vilma. And, well, you know, some people have to supervise by not doing anything. And that was kind of my role there. And maybe that's why we failed. Have you thought about that? No, no, no. Not at all. Um, no failure on my part, success all around. I think the always funny, the funniest part anytime you do an escape room is to see how far along you've gotten, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and just for them to be like, "Oh, you were on the last puzzle." Yeah, and I'm like, "Let us try then." Yeah, <laughs> give us another. Two give minutes. me like five minutes, and we'll figure this out. But I mean, we were way off oh, base. We were not, getting <laughs> we were not gonna minutes. figure that out. <laughs> the more she was just like, "Uh, this is what you do." We're like, "Yeah, that that process was never going yeah, to anywhere." We were, I think, at a certain point, we were actually trying to figure out that maybe the two cables connected so that it would like form like a conduit between yes. the two for electricity. But and we were literally like, "Don't put the cables in the water, or we're gonna get, get electrocuted." <laughs> All gonna die in this fake elevator shaft with fake sparks. With the ceiling like getting lower. Yeah. Look, I I thought it was cool. Um, I. I think if I didn't get wet um, and uh, if my shoes didn't stink like holy hell, I think I I, I would have enjoyed it a little bit more. But uh, overall, I thought it was a great experience. I mean, you know, the th- the four of us uh, were able to. I mean, I thought we worked really well. Uh, yes, and we did. I think that it was, was a, that yeah. was obvious. A lot of uh, communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that was the whole point. Not the whole point. It was just a good way for us just to hang out and everything, but. Seeing that there was a line of communication that actually worked for the most part, mm-hmm. even the even the uh, you uh, being communicated to me that hey maybe you should get in the shaft and I was like nah, <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean I guess that is communication. You got to keep your lines clear. No. Bl- <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah, you got to know your limits, and it's okay to say no. Yeah, and even though I know Dennis is claustrophobic and I have like anxiety, 
Um, yeah, I, we, I was yeah, let, kind let's, of willing. Let's put the, the, the biggest guy with claustrophobia <laughs> inside the really small, dank, dank like a tunnel. That, that was a great idea, bro. Like, if we were allowed to have cameras, that would have been great. Oh, I wish we oh. could have. I, w- I would have done one of those confessionals like the um, the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> like speaking in the corner. <laughs> These guys are useless. Yeah. I'm doing everything myself. Well, you know, for our listeners, this is what we do for you. You know, that that's that's our uh, that's our dedication. We that we're willing to step on muddy puddles, just yeah. like just like Peppa Pig. Ooh, muddy puddles. How did, you, British. how did you try to how, how were you able to accomplish like saying muddy puddles but trying to like be all sexy about it because because it's hands voice yeah well no, 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 no that's not just the thing for those since this is not a video podcast um I, as harold said you know muddy puddles he decided at that moment to uh let out his uh his, his uh smoke <laughs> over here <laughs> so he looks like the guy from true lies oh wow what a pull i like I, it i love True Lies now streaming on Hulu. <laughs> Not sponsored. But Hulu sponsor us? Please. <laughs> Please. We're, we're not going to get a small sponsor. We're shooting for one of the biggest ones in the world. <laughs> Look. Yeah, um, not Pluto. Turn, turns Pluto. out, you know, even smaller uh, smaller sponsors are, are saying no to even popular people right now. So I mean. You know, if TJ Maxx said no to Kanye West. <laughs> if. By the way. <laughs> As soon as I saw those pictures go up, I was like, I can go buy Marshalls real quick. <laughs> and then I thought about it, and I was like, it's supporting. Even if you buy it at a discounted rate, you're supporting. So, maybe not, buddy. Yeah, yeah Don't no. worry. That's not our topic for today. Not today. No. What is our topic? Our topic no, for today is Kanye's kids. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I mean, that's... Well, maybe. we can kind of go into this as well, is that... Um, over the break, I spent a lot of time with my family, and uh, one of the things that had always been kind of talked about in our family is my niece being pretty decent at volleyball. She's pretty damn she, good. She's, but I didn't think she was going to be as good as she ended up being. Like It was embarrassing how good she was to the other kids on the team and to my family because... I had never peaked at that kind of athleticism or even come close to it. Like, I was always decent at every game I played. My sister was um, a good Filipino cultural dancer. Yeah. I mean, obviously, her genes athletically went to the uh, the father's side. Oh, yeah, side. totally to, to, to my brother-in-law's side. Yeah. But even him, being as good at basketball as he was, he, I don't think he ever peaked or could possibly peak as good as my niece has the potential to be in volleyball, like her version of being, like her version of mediocrity is so much higher than my version of mediocrity, mm-hmm. and I could see it in her face, like her being frustrated with people not playing up to her level, and it got me thinking of the whole thing of like how, like everybody in this generation at least has the opportunity to be, like in terms of entertainment, sports, and whatnot or any kind of skill better than the versions that we grew up to eventually become because of the new advances that they have or the uh, technological advances that they have for a lot of things like growing up for basketball drills, very basic. And then you go now and it looks like a Steph Curry class where they're like, uh, dribble this hand, dribble the ball with this hand, but in this hand you have to hit, slap a ping pong ball 
with only two fingers and then you got to figure out which fingers it's going to be and you're like how does this help their mechanics and then you see it like work out into actual playing out and you're like whoa okay that kind of worked out and i didn't want to trash him in front of his face but now that he's not here mm-hmm. um lewis's son lewis will, was never good never not never good <laughs> lewis was never at his best version of a basketball player is probably what his son thought was excellent when he was in second grade mm-hmm. like now that he's like a high school kid not yet not yet yeah, but he like any version of Lewis's son will smoke and destroy any version of the best version of Lewis playing basketball. I, I would agree, um, and no offense to no offense to Lewis on that part because his son is pretty damn good. Yeah, it's not it's not, and it, that's the thing is it's not a knock on my sister, her brother, her brother in law, my sister, her her husband, Lewis, or his wife. It, it has nothing to do with being compared like we're i'm trying to not compare but at the same time you end up always doing anyways but man the the things that these kids are put through to get to the level of success that they that that of potential that they have it's amazing and it's so um crazy to look at a lot of the times just because i can't imagine myself putting that many hours into what these guys eventually put themselves into and so i was really thinking about how even with those advantages, sometimes our versions end up being a little bit better than, or even unattainable to some generations below us. And I was really just thinking about how crazy it is that with that advantage that they have now, that sometimes um, it just doesn't happen. And it's kind of what we're the topic that we're going to go in today is: it's either some sort of nepotism. Or some side of some sort of reverse nepotism, where it's like, are the expectations too high for some people, or um, do they just not live up to the expectations that anybody has ever set out for them? So, um, Krish? Yeah, the, the, this is a very interesting topic. Um, and when Harold, when you brought up this this topic, it, it made me think only because I don't have children. So I I don't know what I don't I don't know. Only so I feel like this is what every generation says about the younger generation. It's like, "Whoa, look at all the progress that they're able to make." Um and you know, I didn't have this growing up and look at look at what look at the resources that resources that are available to them now. I wish I had that. I mean, I felt that. I think coming from I wasn't born here. I was born in Hong Kong, and we moved to America when I was four. So I feel like being an immigrant, I feel like the experience is a little different because our priority as people who are not from this country was more of surviving as opposed to thriving. Like uh, like having, we didn't have like a set, we weren't settled you know, we were very new, so we wouldn't be able to, like, expand. Like, I, I have this, like, I have this story about, like, not being, like, not really knowing how to do something so, so simple, like, apply for college, right? I, I didn't know how to do that. Mm-hmm. My parents didn't know how to do that. They didn't have to do that. They didn't have to apply for, a you know, a university here in America. 
Um, so I relied on a, a, a lot of friends to like help me and kind of guide me. And I really just really copied Rochelle. <laughs> I was like, hey, what are you doing for this? You know, and she's the one who like showed me these things. So going back to my point of having to survive and assimilate, I feel like I did. I wasn't able to, I wasn't able to have, or maybe I just didn't know. I didn't know that there are resources out there. Um, and I think that's what's so special about, you know, the, you know, the, the younger generation, you know, the kids of our friends, not only do they have parents who are knowledge, more knowledgeable, you know, for whatever reason, maybe they had that experience before in the past, but they're more knowledgeable and information is so readily available, available now, like, you know, we can Google anything. If we had questions about how to apply for college, we can do that online. And I didn't have to like copy people. Um, I think, I think now there's just a lot more knowledge about how the way the world works. And if I had, you know, uh, children, I would be better equipped because I wasn't, I wouldn't be focused on surviving in a new land. I would have resources and I would learn from my parents' mistakes and, and their achievements. I'm not saying that they, you know, effed up this whole time, but um, I think I, I would have a lot more opportunities available and a little more knowledge about how to survive here. Um, it's interesting, Chris, that you, you bring that up. Um, I that, That's an angle definitely I, I wasn't really thinking about. Um, you know, um, as I mean, kind of like you, um, I moved here, um, except for Harold. Harold's the only one of, of, of the four of us. Harold's the only one with that, without that experience. Um, you know, but as a, as a son of an immigrant and an immigrant myself, um, you know, I like you, like you said, growing up, I had to figure things out. Um, and I think that's the you're right. That's the one advantage I think that my daughter, you know, um, has. That all the mistakes that we say it, you know, all the mistakes that I made, all the all the shortcomings that I um, that I feel that I did, I want to make sure that my 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 daughter doesn't go through the same thing. For sure. But it's funny that you you mentioned there. It, 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 it is that those the same exact words that I just said were echoed to me by my my mom and my dad. You know, but like you said the the opportunities they had the opportunities I have right now um completely different and so I sure. I'm, I have an opportunity to be able to give um to my daughter but the funny part is you know going back to what Harold was talking about is the you know the the opportunity the technology and everything um what I have found and what I've uh, what I stress out about is that because I see the opportunity that lies there, I struggle with how much I have the right to push and the right to um, try to um, you know, to to mold what to uh, what I think she needs to be sure. because you know um, you know I've seen. You know Lewis's kid, um, and he he's amazing. He's really great. But one of the reasons why he's really great and he's really amazing is because he spends a inordinate amount of time um, practicing. Mm -hmm. You know, he goes uh, to practice. He goes to games and everything. And it's what's made him 
amazing you mm-hmm. know i've i watch him i watch him play um and it's not just because he's my godson it's just like when i watch like man i wish i could be uh, i wish i could have been like that you know like um it, it's 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 always something that's impressive to me and i see my daughter and i see whether it's me being biased i always think to myself she has potential again mm-hmm. something that my father echoed to me before over and over again um and because i didn't reach my potential there was that disappointment that uh, that my father had or still has to be honest with you oh, no. you know but the thing is <clears throat> and i think that part of part of that is part of the th- reason why um i hesitate some, sometimes because i have the financial means to put my daughter if i really wanted to go to every single you know team and every single uh you know um uh you know competition and everything but then i think to myself but she's she's still young and do i want I I don't she doesn't know what she wants. Should I be pushing her to that point to uh, what mm-hmm. what happens if she starts hating it, you know? And I think at least for me and I you know I wish Lewis was here to to be able to um you know to answer that, but you know, at least for me that's my biggest difficulty is where is that balance of pushing her because I think that she has the, the ability to, you know, Harold was talking about doing all the the really weird like basketball like uh, drills and everything. Um, I saw my daughter doing like a basketball drill at one point where um, she's dribbling two balls at the same time while the coach is pushing her back so that she's she's like like um, she you know she's like struggling f- forward and then every so often she let go and then she has to with one hand dribble circle uh, circle wise and yeah. with the other hand she had to do double double time you know and i'm like i can't even i can't even explain what she was doing but my daughter could be able to do it That's yeah. awesome. you know, it's like the whole rubbing your stomach and exactly, your head except with basketballs yeah. so and and that's where that's where I, I am like should i push her should i not you know it, what if she this is what she's destined to be well she's filipino she's never going to be tall enough to be <laughs> in the nba or wnba you know all these thoughts go into my mind and it's funny as you said like how do you know i'm just some you know some person who's uh, has a talented daughter i'm not like um you know a michael jordan or i'm not a uh you know a, a magic johnson who um had all that talent and expecting and, and my kid to have that same amount of talent yeah and that's kind of what we were going for here is like isn't it just kind of funny how sometimes the opportunities that are delivered to you because of your family or because who who your parents are it it really can open the door very wide mm-hmm. or it can be shut so narrow that, you know, you don't even bother trying. And the example that I first used was um, instead of the negative, we'll go with the positive ones where, sure. you know, we end up having someone who does either a similar job or a little bit better than their parents. And I think the perfect example is always going to be Angelina Jolie. Um, Angelina Jolie has a model for a mother mm-hmm. and then has a, guy for a dad <laughs> who, for, who for the most part even like kind of didn't acknowledge that he was her daughter for a little bit which for is sure. always kind of strange mm-hmm. and uh, her dad being john voight who is like an academy nominated actor um best known as the guy who played a cuban in anaconda um <laughs> well, of course <laughs> that's the one we always jump to yep. yeah because when i think of john voight i always think of you know a really bad cuban accent and then getting spit out by the anaconda, and then winking. And um, 
when they told me that, that oh that by the way that guy is his daughter is some actress in this movie we watched called Hackers. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I wonder if she's any good." And then you see her and you're like, "Oh my god, she's gorgeous." And then she ends up being just more than a pretty face. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, "How did the I mean, it's great that the family uh talent was passed on." And then she ends up winning an Oscar herself and becoming one of the most famous actresses in the world. You know, you last saw her in The Eternals. But then she became a character that was, or a person who was so much bigger than her dad, where it's like, oh, who's her dad again? Oh, he's the guy that does like random rants about stuff. But forget about that, because this is Angelina Jolie. So it's crazy that, you know, you can have somebody in the same field that you do. And then to have your child surpass you, it's got to be some kind of a accomplishment for yourself as well. Absolutely. You know, you always want the next generation to be better um, than the prior ones. You know, that, that that's like, and that's part of the point, right. Of um, fostering a, another generation. Um, you don't want to be stagnant. You always want to progress. So that makes sense. A better version of yourself. Yeah, better version. Now, better version of ourselves in, in what sense though is, um, you know, like, are we talking about talent wise? Are we talking about uh, success we're talking about the the type of person that that, that person has become. Um, like I mean, I think all of those um, w- would have to kind of you know um, play a factor here. Oh yeah, you know I mean mm-hmm. it's funny. I was like I, I went, when um, when we were thinking about this uh, this topic, it, it, you know you 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 just said that oh let's go with positives first. Um, I was like um, I don't know if I know any <laughs> positives. <laughs> okay, well just. No, no, we can, we but, can use but that, that, that was the thing, and, and and the thing is, I needed to like, I needed to like um, get the name because, um, you know, unfortunately, the person I'm thinking about, I know her because of her mom, you know. So her mom is Princess Leia, you know, Carrie Fisher, you know, um, and it took me a while. Um, I, I, you know, she's not a big superstar or anything, but Billy Lord, um, uh, you know, great actress. Um, you know, oh, it seems like an overall great person. Um, and it's funny that I didn't realize who she was because I was seeing a couple of her, the, the stuff that she did. Um, it wasn't until Carrie Fisher passed away when all of a sudden she was like prominent in, um, you know, uh, for like a couple of weeks or a couple of months. I was like, oh crap, that that's who she is. And the fact that you have somebody, again, like you said, somebody that famous, um, it seemed to have grown up a, somewhat I mean, I don't know her personally, but somewhat grounded um, and seems like has done well for herself. I mean, I think that's the type of you know, person that I would want. And that, that would be a person that um, I would be happy if my, my daughter or my son, you know, or my offspring will, will, will become. Mm-hmm. You know, you used the perfect example and I thought you were going the opposite way with uh, Carrie Fisher's mom. Oh, that's oh, true. Because yeah. Carrie Fisher's mom is iconic. Uh, she lip synced her way. <laughs> they say she lip synced in uh, Singing in the Rain. I don't think she did. I think she just, she's a natural performer. There's a documentary on HBO, and I always love watching it just because of the relationship that Carrie Fisher has with her mom. Her mom being Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds, one of the biggest movie stars in early Hollywood. And the reason I know Debbie Reynolds is because we used to practice at her studio <laughs> in North Hollywood. Oh, yeah. Dude, you're right. That is. Yeah. I was like, I don't, who is this Debbie Reynolds person? And they're like, oh, it's Princess Leia's mom. And I was like, oh, okay. 
And then the more you watch, like if you watch the documentary, it's super fascinating. Her dad is Eddie Fisher. Um, he was like an actor too. They were like an acting duo. And then, you know, she ends up doing a bunch of crazy stuff. And then, um, so it's mainly her and, uh, her and her two kids, their other son, and then Jolie Fisher, which is, you know, mm-hmm. that's still weird. Um, but, um, having, you see their relationship, it's so cool. Cause it's like they lived, next to each other so there was just a walkway between their houses That's cute. and um debbie reynolds obviously like an old lady's house and then carrie fisher with her being a weirdo so her all the, her things were like hollywood memorabilia <laughs> and they went to like um they would follow debbie reynolds going to her her um stage show in vegas and Aww. then she's like oh i want to do a duet with uh, someone who i used to sing with a long time ago and then they bring out carrie fisher and it's like she smoked more cigarettes than ever existed in this country, but she still has a decent singing Aww. voice and everything. It was like so much fun to watch. And then you realize then it's like, oh, she was given the advantages to get into, I think it was um, American Graffiti, ironically with Harrison Ford in it as well. And then mm-hmm. um, uh, it, it's like, oh, she's actually pretty good. She might be just as talented as her mom. And then Carrie Fisher is like, oh, I don't even want to just act. I want to, like, write. Yeah. And then she becomes, like, the best ghostwriter in Hollywood history. Aww. I, I have, like, this image of Carrie Fisher's house. Was she on Cribs? I feel like I've she seen... She could have been. <laughs> I feel like I've seen her house. Her crib looked like... I don't know. The, the documentary is on HBO. It's some, it's like uh, Shine a Bright Light or Bright Light. Bright Light certain something. But it's it's so much fun to watch just because you see their relationship. And then you like, as much as you give Debbie Reynolds credit for being one of the biggest stars of all time. Yeah. If you can name a role with a character that she has more than anybody can name Princess Leia, you know, I don't think it's possible. Yeah. So given the opportunity... Pretty cool. And then having, you know, Billy Lord show up in three of those, all of the sequels? I all think she sequels, was, yeah. 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 And then. I was actually like the body stand in for Princess Leia for, um, for, is it Rogue One? Ro- um, oh, okay. Rogue One, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're the first time we do the CGI Princess Leia. Oh, that's, oh, okay. You know, so I think that was like the connection uh, um, um, between the two of them there. Uh, you know, it, but you you know, so far, like like what we said, we uh, were talking about um, nepotism in its, um, you know, it. I guess you could say it in a good way, um, because it does introduce, it does allow um, the you know somebody to be able to get into a field that um, other people um, might not be able to without that uh, without that connection mm-hmm. you know it, it's funny we were talking about this and um you know you know me i'm a I, i'm a huge stand for um for uh for will smith so anything in within the uh will smith um uh, uh, world um i usually have like um some sort of like a link to and but it just so happened that as we were talking about this um there was an article by jada pinkett smith's um niece um, her name is um, Jade. Uh, Jade, um, I think Jade Pinkett, mm-hmm. um, and she is a, a professional dancer. Um, her her first like big, um, her first big like appearance was actually in the 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 Whippet um, uh, music video. Okay. Um, so that was her first 
big um like appearance and ever since then she's been able to get like um you know she's not a big superstar or anything like that but she's been able to work um on on, like different places and she's been able to succeed and one of the things that she kind of says in that article um is that yes the nepotism did help um get her foot in but he's uh, what she said is that don't forget that it still takes a huge amount of effort for you to actually do something, um, you know, a, a worthwhile with that opportunity. Because she was talking about how when she did the whole Whip It um, uh, music video, she actually tried out. You know, it wasn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't um, just given to her. She actually tried out with a bunch of a whole bunch of people. And I'm guessing there was an advantage knowing that that is Jada Pinkett Smith's. You know, niece. That's um, Willow's. Uh, you know, cousin, cousin. You know, so there had to be some sort of connection. But you know, I, I think that's that's the other thing. That's the other portion that we have to think about is that you 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 use your you use Lewis's son, and I used my daughter's as an example. Even with all that opportunity, if Lewis's son didn't put the the work, if Lewis's yeah. son didn't put the effort and the dedication to it. He still would have not been able to achieve what he's achieving now. Yeah, you know, same thing with my daughter. If she didn't uh, put all that effort, she wouldn't be where she she's at. So there, I think there is that balance between the two. Of yes, nepotism does open those doors, but you know, um, unless you have a sex tape or uh, you know some sort of like um, scandal that will just get you in front of you know millions of like. You know, followers and everything. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, um, you know, you have to put an effort in order for you to succeed. Right. It, it like, uh, it can get, it can open the doors, but to sustain your place in whatever field, that comes with hard work. Yeah. Right. And and I think that's kind of what we forget about when we talk about nepotism. Right. I'm not saying that it's good or bad. It it just exists. Right. It is a thing. Um, but you can't just count people out for having the same last name and and not having not having put all that effort to keep them in the game. Um, I want to talk about like oh, oh you you mentioned great like Hollywood legacies. I want to talk about I wanted to talk about the Coppolas um, and. So Francis Ford Coppola, director, you know his name. You For know a second there, I thought it was Italian meats. <laughs> Capicolo. <laughs> um, the, but, the meat magnates? <laughs> but yeah, um, even though Nicolas Cage changed his name, he's still a Coppola. So he really, is he? He is a Coppola. I was not aware of that. Dennis's eyes got so open right now. <laughs> Nicolas Cage um, is a Coppola, right? And... Um, yeah, so even though he didn't, well, he, you know, he changed his name because he didn't want to be, you know, uh, he didn't want people to just hire him because of his name. Um, and look look where Nicolas Cage is now, right? You, people don't even know he was a Coppola. Let's, let's not say <laughs> um, now. Let's yeah. say a few years ago. <laughs> um, Fair. Yeah. Fair. But he's sustained a a career that lasts decades. Yeah, he, he was one of the highest grossing of, you know, actors for a while. Yeah. So yeah. even though, even though he changed his name to separate himself, to distance himself from the Coppola family, the Coppola legacy, um, 
I think it still afforded him and uh, luxuries that people, everyday people, or you know, struggling actors didn't have. Right? Mm-hmm. He probably grew from money, came up in money. He probably didn't have to have, you know, a a, a waiter job yeah. to like, you know, so, you know, keep him alive or you know, pay for an apartment, something like that. I, I think there's still advantages that he's probably used. Um, but also, I mean. Thinking about the Coppola family, there's so many other Coppolas. Talia Shire was a Coppola, and she... Her son. Her son, Jason Schwartzman. Um, the Coppola is still... <coughs> the Coppola legacy is still going strong. Sofia Coppola. She could have ruined it, though. In the movie, in Godfather it, As an actress. <laughs> if, she didn't, if she didn't pivot to being a director... Yeah. Which that... You gotta admit... Give those kids credit. You had to have the biggest balls to be like, I'm gonna do the same thing that my dad did. Yeah. And my, it's it's kind of the same thing with like the Jordan kids. It's like my dad is the greatest of all time. Francis Ford Coppola, one of the best directors of all time. Mm-hmm. And it's like I'm gonna go and try to succeed in that field. In that fe- same field. And doing the exact same thing, doing it my way. But at the same time, it's like, dude, like. We we knock on her. A lot of people just knock on her because of her acting of performance acting? in The Godfather 3. It wasn't her first choice. She wasn't supposed to be there. It was supposed yeah. to be Winona Ryder. It was? Yeah. And then she just happened to be there because they needed an actress. And everybody just shot her down. And if she had taken all of that criticism to heart and be like, yeah, you should never act again. You should never be in this field whatsoever. I don't think she ever would have succeeded the way she did. Yeah, that's probably that's. And she's not. And uh, what I kind of dig is that she's never done it mainstream. No, and I love her films. I can only name <laughs> two. But here's the thing: <laughs> Would she have been all the films that you love? Would she have done as well? Would she, would she have landed those gigs without that name? That's another yeah, thing. Probably not. Yeah. I like, mean, she kinda still like, kept her name. Kind of like uh, uh, Jason Reitman. Would Would Jason Reitman have been as sexy? That's true. And he was afforded just so many things because of who his dad is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he he's kind of the same way. Maybe directors are a little bit of a different breed because you have Jason Reitman, who I think he did Thank You for Smoking, right? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, that's one of the things he did. And then to have him come around, you know, the whole thing and having to do Ghostbusters, that's it's kind of a cool thing, but does he get that opportunity? Oh, I mean, you you don't get that opportunity without, without, uh, and again, you know, um, and, and and as Curtis just said, we're, it, it, it's not that we're saying that uh, nepotism is good or bad, but damn, would be a, would be a great opportunity if I had that, if I, I had that chance. You know I think I mean? about that too. <clears throat> I think of, I mean, and talking about. Um, talking about our childhood in the, the other podcast Harold and I do, we kind of think about what we didn't have back then. <laughs> we think a lot about, we talk a lot about that. And can you imagine like, it, like what would have been if, if it was better? <laughs> yeah. If, if there was a, if, if there was a great support so, system. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hell, if, if a support system, if there a, 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 a support <laughs> system, you're right. <laughs> a lot of people have that whole fantasy of like, even as a kid, for me, it was like, what if my parents aren't my parents and my parents are actually somebody famous? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I 
couldn't do it because obviously for me, if I don't look like if you smashed my dad and my mom's face and bodies together, that's it would end up being looking just like me and my sister. But yeah, you know, <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. And like, I, I, I never had that. I never had that dream. Yeah, you never have to tell. I saw my mom. Oh, dude, like, <laughs> <laughs> my mom is me. <laughs> hey, at least you're taller than your mom. I mean, you're right, you're I think right, right. I think all of us are taller than our moms. Right? You're taller than your mom. Yeah, my mom is shrinking, which means <laughs> I am going you to are shrink. shrinking eventually. <laughs> I look forward to the opportunity to shrink. <laughs> <laughs> Only one part of me is shrinking, my ego. Because oh. my hair looks bad. <laughs> I don't know why. I just went with that. You have all of it. Uh, dude, I'm very fortunate in that. <laughs> uh, after having seen a few of my friends for the past couple of days, I'm like, in our 40s, especially this guy. Like, Luscious. dude, look at that. Luscious. I'm looking at it right now. I was thinking about it. I literally thought of Dennis when I was looking at my buddy. Because my buddy was like, at least you got a full head of hair. And then I was just like, yeah, you know, for being my age, I have a full... And then I was like, Dan is older than me. Way more hair oh, and yeah. way better condition like, than my thick. <laughs> And healthy. I mean, at least I have one part of the body that's good. <laughs> I mean, two, right? Anyways. No, um, no. <laughs> Remember I just said, I, I'm looking... Uh, there's an opportunity for shrinkage. happening. <laughs> <laughs> Something even nepotism can't do anything about. <laughs> yeah, I, I just think it's. I mean, Jason Reitman is like a great. Jason Reitman and Sophia Coppola are great examples of going into the field and somewhat succeeding on their own, but at the same time saying, "Because my name opened the door for me a little bit." Sure. But dude, there's so many more where it's like, yeah, I'm gonna go into the field that my dad or my mom went into, and then this just bomb completely, and it's. Somewhat satisfying, but then at the same time, you feel really bad feel for good, him. Feel good, but like, bad. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, you know, you were given every opportunity and you, you have, still... You had everything. And you gave it up for nothing. What do you have to show for it? And we end up being their parents. Because <laughs> we're just like, we're disappointed in them more than their parents are. <laughs> their parents are just like, eh, it's fine. Like, um, I, I wanted to use the original... Like we don't know how well LeBron James's son is gonna be right now. He's mm-hmm. gonna he's not even just a junior, I think. Yeah, he's a junior in high school, so he's not even uh, close to being into school yet. He's not even a fully ad- uh, 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 developed human being. He, he has the potential to grow and everything. But you have uh, Shaq's kid who is that um, um, uh, age. He's already potentially playing in the NBA. He, he was on our developmental league or whatever. And then it's like, dude, um, unfortunately, God didn't bless you with an ogre's body and made you super skinny. So you can play basketball. And unfortunately, we're going to give you a heart condition because, you know, you've had it too too well going on. Yeah. And it's so like, dude, he had, watching him in college and in high school, you always are like excited for, you know, Hey, maybe he can be finally the first person of the next generation that's really good or just as, you know, potentially as good as your dad. But when you have your dad being like a top 10 player of all time, the opportunity is going to shrink just a little bit more. I mean, yeah, it gave him the opportunity to to do well in school for basketball wise. And then there's just I think the comparisons kill a lot of that. Like yeah. Comparison kills competition. So it's like, uh, you feel well, it's interesting that you're you're using two different 
uh, examples because, as you said, you know maybe directors have an opportunity because it's an it's an intellectual thing. It's something that can be taught. Yeah, you know it's something an, like it's an art form. Yeah, yeah, you know, and if you've lived enough with your your parent. And your parent is there to tell you, "Hey, this is what I did. These are the tricks that I that I did." It's something that you can recreate. But the thing is, you know, and I was thinking about, <coughs> excuse me, I was thinking about this with um, our our topic is that um, you know, it's it's not just skill, um, but at the same time, we we also have to consider. Um, you know, kind of like when I was talking about, uh, uh, you know, with Jade uh, Jade Pinkett, uh, the idea of you need to put the effort into it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, might sound bad, but a lot of, you know, um, a, a lot of greats, um, you know, especially for the NBA um, and, and a lot and you know um, sports and everything. A lot of them come from disadvantage, at least the 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 the, the, the in the past. For sure, you know uh, it comes from disadvantage. Um, uh, what do you call this? Uh, backgrounds. I, um, you know, and um, crap. Uh, what's the name? Of the, what's the name? Kevin Garnett? Not Kevin Garnett. Um, what's the guy in uh, the Nets right now? Um, the one he who left um, Ben Simmons. No, he left the. Oh, Warriors. Kevin Durant. Oh, Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant. You know, um, when Kevin Durant got the got his uh, um, got drafted. You know, like his mom was there celebrating and you know um, hooting and hollering when when, when he had it. Um, so part, at least for me, I think part of the reason why people like Kevin Durant, people you know like. Um, uh, 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 you know, NBA and um, NFL players is because you're coming from that background. You want to succeed. You, you there's this drive. There's this need to succeed so you can be successful. But then when you are, you know, if you're um, Magic Johnson's or LeBron James's kid, yeah, he had the heart condition, everything. But at the same time, how much? effort how much passion do you really have um if you don't if you already know that well you know i could fail and i'm still going to be a millionaire you know i could fail i'm still mm-hmm. going to have um i'm still going to have a big house Taking that my dad's of, going to yeah. to give me and so uh, you know again um given they're being given the opportunity but are they ta- are they taking advantage it's that's well, those are the things at least in my head that that's what i'm thinking of yeah, I think that makes a good point in that um, the initial su- success, the hard work for that success puts a lot onto the original successor. So, like, um, you used to come around, we use sports stars a lot because sports stars is usually the biggest rags to riches stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where um, as much as a lot of actors are like, oh, I was waiting uh, tables and everything, it, it it's at least you had a job. Or these are kids who are coming from nothing and have to, you know, we're, and I think that's another thing too. We, we will eventually talk about is like God given talent. I mean, not everybody is obviously given it, but, (laughs) and it's not generational. It might just be from one person to one person. And then, but you have, um, athletes who come up with nothing, putting their all because they know if I'm able to succeed in this particular thing, I can change the world for a lot of people, including especially my family. Yeah. And the onus isn't on that for their kids anymore. If those kids, like you said, if they don't succeed or if they don't you know, do as well as they potentially do, it doesn't affect anybody else besides them at the moment or their their future families. But 
if your dad is already a billionaire or a millionaire and you fail, does that make your lot in life a little bit worse? I don't think it does. If anything, it's going to make it better if you do succeed, but the the ground level is going to be already raised for that, you know? So, yeah. Like, um, I was re- reading an article a while back about Bill Gates' um, children. Um, and Bill Gates has children? Is it... Is it I don't know. I I'm really have no some, idea. I'm, 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 I'm almost I'm positive. I'm pretty sure he does. But. Um, but it's one of like the, I'm almost positive it's Bill Gates, but it's like one of the, the highest people in the tech industry and everything. Um, yeah, it's Melinda, yeah, Bill and Melinda Gates, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they've been doing a, a ton of um, charity work and everything. Um, I remember an article uh, saying that, um, you know, poor... Um, you know, poor. You know, I I feel bad that, that there was like, you know, uh, I can't believe uh, Bill and Melinda are gonna do this to, for their kids, and uh, Bill uh, Bill Gates and Melinda Gates decided that um, in their will they're not going to be leaving their kids all the billions that they have. That's right. Okay. I read that. Yeah. Um, they're only gonna be given a couple million. Oh, okay. It's unfortunate. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh. I know. Yeah. They're it's, so poor. It's unfortunate. Yeah. I can't believe that's going to happen to you, you know. Yeah, it, 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 and it's stuff like that. Again, it's it's nep. You know, again, nepotism, good or bad. Um, it's it's stuff like that that I'm like, yeah. Do I care? <laughs> no, it's just a, it's a thing that exists. <laughs> I think I just think I things like that where it's like, as far as I know, I'm not getting millions pushed to me when. If whenever things happen to my family members, you don't know if they've had money, then, you know, maybe it's, it would have been uh, nice to have it now. It's, an, it's underneath that, that, uh, that the, the tree stump <laughs> or where your, the duendes are outside your house. dude. Oh, yeah, you have to you have to pardon yourself. <laughs> I mean, but those other kids who who potentially, you know, try to force not even force their way like. You use the Smith family and then not go into the best example of because I I don't want to Do you, because you know you whip your hair back and forth because yeah, I mean, you have nice long luscious hair yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that song whatever you know what I mean but her but her, she, her she current went, song but she went and SNL yeah she was just on SNL <laughs> and everybody SNL. hated it she's, she's, everyone hates everything he, he, yeah he's, he's a He's a fashion designer. He's the karate kid. He's a karate kid. Is he though? They're great. Like every time they this is the funny thing. There's only one karate kid. Yeah, and he's now old. He's <laughs> Mr. Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah, he's grad, Lolo Karate Kid, the karate Lolo. Uh, but I just find that funny too that like sometimes those kids end up being really weird. Like you can't have a straight. I've seen interviews with both of Will Smith's uh, younger children. I think his older kid is like kind of. He's the one in just the two of us, I think. But he he seems somewhat normal. Mm-hmm. But when you interview like Jaden Smith or Willow Smith, it's like, do we all exist in the same universe? No, and we don't. I mean, they haven't. They they have their mom with the whole uh, her red table talks and. Their dad, you know, he, I don't think I've ever heard his name. He hasn't done anything recently or anything. But, like, um, them themselves, it's like, dude, you did not grow up. You, you, it's one of the things they grow, they, they talk about, like, how they have had hardships. And 
I'm like, you, you, for me, I can't appreciate a conversation coming from someone who didn't grow up with some kind of adversity. Mm-hmm. And to, for them to have that kind of privilege where it's like, oh man, it's pretty tough only having three Maseratis in our garage <laughs> instead of. Friendships are so irrelative. I, but yeah, that's just ridiculous. I, maybe it's just. I think I really think it's just the circumstances that a lot of those kids grew up in where they weren't forced to have to learn things on their own or, or they had help every step of the way and no one gave them any kind of uh, problems. And they were just like, oh, things will be solved for me or eventually yeah. I'll succeed. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point because, I mean, I'm assuming here, maybe they didn't go to a regular school. Maybe they didn't have experiences like we had growing up, like, you know, I don't know, intramural sports or, <laughs> or okay. I like how that's where he jumped to. Or prom, right? you know, like things that provide uh, not just um, a physical activity, but like a teamwork, team building skills. We talked about like yeah. our, like our uh, escape room. Yeah. Or like socializing. Socializing. I mean, that's major too. Jaden Smith went to school in China and had to learn Kung Fu. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but but again, that's uh, you know, it, it's it's funny. Like we see it as a. I mean, yes, it is a privilege. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm not denying that that's a privilege, but at the same time, it's like, you know, because of how popular they were, because of how, um, you know, how rich they were, you know, and again, I. I know, I, I know. I'm a big uh, Will Smith uh, fan. You know, uh, at a certain point, there was conversation about how odd uh, Jaden Smith was becoming. You know, like I think it was a Homecoming or something like that, where he went in as like um, as a as Batman, but all white. You know, um, like uh, um, he like he was, uh, um, you know, he was uh, dressing up as a you know as a woman. Before he was claiming, you know, before that, and he wasn't saying that he was transgender or anything like that. It's just that that's his style and everything. And somebody had um, had asked, you know, um, you know, um, uh, about um, about Jaden and how he's acting and everything. And I remember uh, one of the things that, unfortunately, Jade, uh, Will Smith was kind of said, like, you know, uh, you know, um, that he said the, the basic gist of it that he and Jay, uh, uh, Jada choose not to parent uh, because that's not their style. And, you know, like I wish I had that, that opportunity to say, you know what, that's not my style. I'll, I'll let her, I'll let the, I, I don't know. I'd do it to be honest with you because I'm a, I'm a good person, <laughs> a good parent. <laughs> but the the fact that he would say, I was like, really, really dude. Come if, on. if anybody else had yeah. done the whole, um, First of all, a white Batman costume, and now the image always pops into my head because it's so ridiculous. But if anybody else had done it, they would have like that kid would have been roasted for so long. Mm-hmm. But they always give him the pass because it's yeah. like ah, he's creative. He's a, yeah, he's a fashion mogul. Yeah, and I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> he's lazy, and he had some dude buy a costume for him, <laughs> like just to be different. That's I think that that's kind of cool too where it's like you know give those kids credit they they don't want to be cookie cutter children or cookie cutter people they want to do their own thing but 
most people in most situations they don't get that opportunity like i sure. i wouldn't have the opportunity to be that fully creative without getting a lot of backlash yeah. but because of who they are the negative things come out just and then it's like you can brush it off because it's like oh you're just jealous of what the status of who we are yeah. is and i mean imagine if jaden smith walked in one day and you know had um like chains and a, a big master lock as a as a necklace like john cena like that would, that would just be like we'd be like man you look dumb and ridiculous yeah you can't play blackjack here. <laughs> <laughs> i know this story <laughs> it's a weapon <laughs> But, I mean, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, so you're welcome, John Cena. But you brought up a, a good point, Harold, like, because they thought they were so, whatever, avant-garde wearing a white Batman costume, and because of who they are, they weren't clowned, like, they need to be clowned, right? And that's another thing, and that's another way we learn right how to maneuver in this world right by you know all those like negative experiences as much as the positive ones um so if you know the carpet the red carpet is laid out for them all the time i mean do they even know how to be real people i got that it's so sad because we're talking about children and oh those guys are adults now oh, they are I mean, feel free to roast those guys. <laughs> i mean the the, the whippet the whippet uh, willow. You, we, we, yeah, yeah we feel bad knocking about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, it was just a funny image in my head, just like the the white Batman. And you're like, no, and any other person would get clammed, and you're right. Um, but because they didn't, they still haven't had that opportunity to learn from a mistake because because of who they are. Yeah. Or you can go like the opposite way and fully embrace that you're a failure, like um. <sighs> Ooh, and just uh, Chet Hanks. There you go. I just, I, was, I just wanted you to to, to bring the name because we talked about in our chat. We were like, oh, and Chris is the one that brought it up that they have two different mothers. You have yeah the two different sides of the coin here, where Colin Hanks is the most wholesome man, even more so than his own father, who is yeah, you know he just sells handkerchiefs. Yeah, he's just he's like Hanks. Chief. <laughs> is it? Tell me that's the name. That's it. Hanks kerchief. Like Hanks kerchief. Yes, I, I'm pulling it up. They have, he My has, God, you know what we're buying Dennis for Christmas this year? <laughs> My God, but Colin Hanks—he's such a wholesome and nice dude. He's a great actor. Well, he's an actor. <laughs> he's great in the House Bunny. Um, and then you have in an, a season of Fargo, which was really good. And I heard he was really good in it. He's so good. He's a good actor. And then you have his brother or half brother, and it's like, oh, here's Dennis's. Okay, so uh, they're giving me. Um, That's my phone. I oh, pulled up Hanks. Oh my kerchiefs. god! It, it is uh, Hanks kerchiefs. Yeah, Colin Hanks handkerchief company. Oh my god! I'll send it to you. Does Chet Hanks or sorry, Chet Hayes have any of those things? <laughs> no, he's got nothing but haters. He's got <laughs> he's got white boy summer. <laughs> oh, dude. Okay, so does does Hank? I know we're we're talking about uh, Chet here. Does does uh. Chet Hanks have does, handkerchiefs. Does, does, does Hanks kerchief have uh, uh, kerchiefs? Um, that that does it look like it's been made by you know nineteen eighties uh, uh, biker gangs? I don't know. Maybe they have lots of different styles. You might have to look at the website. I don't know okay. what they're promoting. I, I was really excited because <laughs> you know that that's you know speaking of like older generation. That's what that's the one thing that my father tried teaching me um, to have like uh, the the, the, the kerchief. 
having a handkerchief handy, you know, and I, I always push on it. But now that I'm getting older, you know, I was like, you know what I could use right now? A handkerchief. I would, but <laughs> it's it's gross. I mean, it is, especially after you use it once. Yeah. You stuff it in your pocket and everything. But... And then you go for a re-thing and you don't remember which side you blew your nose on the first oh, time. yeah. Or your fingers are on the outside of the part where you did blow your nose on. I don't have any experience with the handkerchiefs. As extensive as I could. <laughs> okay. But how about Hank's kerchiefs? Uh, I'm okay, just sorry. I'm just so fascinated at how how great that <laughs> I was like they, I was like they needed to have made if that was not the name of the company I would be really really disappointed. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Go ahead, Chet. Chet douche. Go ahead. Super douche. Like uber privileged, and how does that grow up with the same father as the opposite coin? Maybe you blame the mother, or maybe you just have the fact that when Chet Hayes was growing up, his dad was the biggest actor in the world, mm-hmm. and it's like never around to like do a lot of things. And Rita Wilson can only do so much besides star in that thing you do. So like, you know, you can't watch him the whole time, but in the same household, basically growing up, it's a kind of like yeah, there's a lot of families where it's like you know you have one there's always a bad apple they say but dude if there's only like a couple of you guys <laughs> like how does how does that the bushel is very slim <laughs> yeah it's like how slim are the pickings if only one rotten apple and then one golden apple just stays there yeah. so. colin hanks also has like a sister and she's a writer yeah hey look she's a normie you know, okay. If, if 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 in baseball, a five a five hundred um, battering average is pretty damn good. Oh, it's very very. You know, so I mean, maybe for kids. Do you really want that for your children, though? Wouldn't you want to be batting a thousand? Well, I am batting a thousand. That's <laughs> Talk about thing. other people. Oh, okay, I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, I only have one kid, so I I was all in, and thank God it's 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 working out so, so far. So far, pretty damn good. Yeah, you know. I mean, look at my sister batting. <laughs> Not well. I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. I love my nephew. He's there. <laughs> he is. Oh, did my daughter tell you? The yes, secret? she did. Okay, cool. Just check it. <laughs> I yell at this kid every day, man. He, he's got a light on my face all the time. He lies to me on text. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's like, light of light. Anyways, so well, you're saying privilege? I'm, I'm saying. I'm saying. At least, even with him, he understands. He doesn't understand. Uh, not having privilege, because the, the 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 niece gets it. She understands. Yeah. Like, I, it's funny to me that my niece understands that we're a minority. Mm-hmm. Because even though she's like, yeah, I'm light skinned and my last name is an American or Irish last name, so people automatically should be giving me a pass and everything. But she's like, oh, <laughs> it's so funny. Funny. She's like, yeah, there's only a few of us mixed kids, and I was like, you're sixty six percent Filipino. And then she's just like, and I was like, oh, well, you're still a mixed kid because of your last name. And I mean, your dad doesn't even (laughs) look mixed. So it's like, wait, where'd you get 66%? 66 66.6%. Oh, my my sister's fully Filipino. (laughs) Joe's half. Am I wrong with my math? 75? 75%? What am I doing here? Wrong. 75%. Yeah, 75%. Okay, I'm bad. (laughs) I was like, wait, is there something I need to know? I'm... (laughs) 
Was there like a... Uh, I've been napping for four hours. Seventy-five <laughs> <laughs> percent. Was there a surrogate? The, the surrogate that you were that were, were counting here? Was like two out of three ain't bad. Wait a minute. You're right. You're right. Three fours. But but I mean, she understands though that there was a like she talks to my parents about like what their struggles were. My nephew just always assumes that oh, things must have been fine because we're all fine now. And even me, like when we grew up, I was like, why are why is why are my parents not home all the time? And I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you're too good to like hang out with your family. Oh, because you're working. working. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, both of you guys. Oh, both of you have a job. Oh, you're mean to say that nev- nothing here was ever given to us, and you guys have to work for it. And, and I, maybe it's our perspective. It didn't make me more successful than my parents. Obviously, they're still making more money than I am, and they're retired. <laughs> which I don't know if that's a thing of the American economic system. I'd like to blame it that way. But, no, it's because well, we'll we'll talk about economics in the future. Right? <laughs> Another Unfor- episode. Unfor- unfortunately, we, yeah, we have the privilege and we have, we have the opportunity. Um, but they also had all the privileges being old uh, at uh, or being, at the perfect time. At the perfect time. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, the same same opportunity like that. Um, in like thirty years, we're not going to be making the same amount of money as they are. Yeah, and at the same time, like, if we could buy houses. At the price that they bought houses oh for, my gosh. I would have several, but no. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, but but we still like at least us, fully ingrained human beings and adults understand that not every opportunity was ever given to us, and we, sure. every, but every opportunity that we were given, we took advantage of, and to have sometimes those famous kids, or it's just like I'm not gonna try. Or if I'm going to try, I'm going to try just a little bit so that they said at least he gave it a shot. And then you don't fully punt out. And then it's like, oh, it's uh, the only reason I failed is because of who my parents are. And then it's, you know, you can't get both sides of the coin. Yeah. You can't get, uh, I only succeeded because of my parents. And then I only failed because of my parents. It's like, sometimes the onus has to be on you. It has to be on you. You're, you're a person who... <laughs> Has to figure things out on your own. Oh, I blame Harold's parents for me, so <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Does that count? <laughs> I, I I put it. That's why the sixty six percent. Oh yeah, I did a tweet a couple of days ago about like a. I go. My dad's a pretty like likable dude. If you don't like him, that's on you. That's not on anybody else. <laughs> and Lewis responded with, "I mean, he roasted me pretty hard about my jacket." And then we saw the jacket, and all of us were like, "Yeah." Everyone's going to roast you for that jacket. <laughs> the one he wore out last Friday when we went out. Did you not see that monstrosity? Um, I did. Uh, I want to see it. No, you don't. No, no Kersha. Louis, I, I, this is, this I is the reason why he's not here anymore. <laughs> this is what we kicked about. Uh, I mean, I'm one to talk. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess you would. I mean, okay, hold on. Um, you are a fan of uh, uh, BTS, and so think of like the most garish like outfits that they've ever had. Like that at some point you're like even mm, maybe that's too much. Uh, that's what Lewis was wearing. Hmm. I still have to see it. Okay, uh, Lou, when you listen to this, please forward to our group chat. Yeah, <laughs> so under the, the jacket they were wearing. Picture. Actually, Lou, could you put uh, two fanboys, one casual, <laughs> uh, on Facebook so that we can uh, so that everybody in the world can see what you are wearing? Yeah, look set it up, up on Instagram. Yeah, set it, set yeah. Up a you, you know what? There you go. That's good content. There yeah. you go. I like that. I like that. Some engagement. Mm-hmm. Um. In. in, in Give him credit for being a 40-ish old man. I mean, not old man. Clown 40-ish. or no clown. Like that, that should be the options. The clown emoji or 
smiley face. <laughs> there you go. That that's that's the new game. Every single time we we hang out with Lewis, whatever he's wearing, we have to put it up. It's cloud or no cloud. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna do the same thing for me because his child always compliments me on my fashion sense, which is I can I guess it's a bonus because you know. I mean, you are wearing Crocs at this time. It's it's getting cold, and these are the fur lined ones because you know. Oh. Which, not, which is the, the 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 dumbest part of that because. It ruins the whole idea of Crocs. Yeah, Dennis got mad at the aesthetic of me offering him to buy... Shirling ones. Because no, he's like, no, the whole cool. point is so we can go, like, water... Do water sports? <laughs> is it the do, whole point? Do water sports together? Imagine if he had worn the Crocs when you were in the escape room. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Easy well, cleanup. But, but no. It, no? <laughs> it would have been all over his foot. Yeah. Yeah, my my foot would have been more fungi than than, than it is now. No. Okay, okay, before we finish for today, which we're speaking of fifty percent, you know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> we're wrapping up pretty soon. Is dude, I I saw that Dennis was gonna shortchange his foot into the water, and I was trying to pull him in, but his foot already dipped in, and then I was like. If I pull in the cart, it will smash yeah, his, we'll foot. his foot. Yeah. And then I was like, I gotta let him dip his toe in the water. <laughs> I was like, there's no safe way to do this. Sorry, Dick. I think I would have I, I would have rather have a crushed toe than you know. I can imagine like you know how they have cameras, right? Because they always give us clues, like because we were epically failing. I just imagine like surveillance cameras of them watching the tunnel and just watching you dip your toe. Like, this one's gonna touch this one. Like, so, like somewhere a... on YouTube, there's a there's a compilation, er, like slowly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna dip your toe. <laughs> Slow motion. That's bad. So gross. <laughs> but I'm uh, glad you did that. I'm glad we did that as a team, and I'm glad that we realized that in order for us to be a better team, we have to fail at escape rooms and get rid of Lewis. <laughs> No, Lewis, we miss you. Yeah. Do we? I do. I yeah. don't see Lewis as much as you guys. 66% of the time? Why <laughs> <laughs> was my math so bad? <laughs> By the way, that's going to be the title of this <laughs> this, part, this episode. <laughs> I was so confident. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Two, thir- three, seven, like, seven, nine. Look, to be fair, I was like, oh my God, he knows so much about DNA that he could he could go 66%. <laughs> and cut out the complete other part of it. Yeah, that's okay. Ethnicities. <laughs> Learn about it. <laughs> that's the new podcast that we're, that we're going to have without Lewis. Oh, God. Ethnicities? Learn about it. Ethnicities. We're Filipino. That's about it. That's it. <laughs> there is no variety whatsoever in any four of our cast members. <laughs> if you really... Look, I, I'm mixed... I'm 66% Chinese. I mean, we're all mixed. <laughs> well, eventually uh, up the line, but down the line here, it's all Filipino. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely down the line. Okay, so, uh, Curtis? Yeah, well, on that note, uh, look out for our new podcast. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, that Ethnicities? Has, question has mark? Ethnicities, <laughs> learn about it. Um, coming soon to all of your uh, streaming, pod- wherever you stream your podcasts. Um, but this has been another episode of the Dorkiest Timeline Podcast. Thanks so much for joining. This is the offshoot, the tangent of the two fanboys and one filthy casual podcast. My name is Krija. This is Dennis. This is 66% of Harold. <laughs> Still Filipino. I mean, you sure? Not, not. Samoan, maybe? <laughs> we, you should... 
Take a DNA test. It's going to say 100% Filipino. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to tell you what different like regions it's in. And it's always going to be in the Visayan Islands. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you.